0: Now you see, I'm the sheriff of a small town. Everyone knows me by my name. And everyone knows the story behind that scar. Yeah, I know. It's ugly. But no amount of plastic surgery could cover up the story that comes with it. Hell, I was lucky to keep my eye. See, it all happened back in 96... I was driving back home after my shift when I saw a ton of crows flying in circles near the river that follows Blackroot Forest. You see, it's never a good sign when vultures circle around the same spot, so I thought something had died back there. I didn't want whatever corpse rotting in the sun to corrupt our river's water, so I parked my car on the side of the road and walked over, following the cause and the sounds of wings flapping. wasn't a huge distance to cover, maybe 500 feet at best through the first rows of trees, and then I could reach the river. There were better accesses to the river, but I didn't want to make the detour. Mina was making pulled pork for dinner, and my stomach was already growling. I was going up there to find the beast that died. Called the station to let them know to get somebody to clean it up, and then I would be on my way home. But I didn't get home that night because the discovery I made was far from what I had expected. You see, I thought I'd see a corpse of a pet, or maybe even a coyote. But I found a man. And I knew that man. His name was Dick Schumer. He's a usual at the local pub, he's not a bad guy. Never even got arrested for being too drunk in public just a regular guy that works at the local manufacturer drinks from six to ten and then goes back home see we all know a guy like that and in a town like ours we all knew dick now i wouldn't go as far as to saying he was a great guy but i don't think he got beef with anyone either he was part of the portrait you know the kind of guy in the background of every picture at the pub but never in the front line. I also knew that he liked to fish, and the discarded fishing gear confirmed that he came to the river to do such the activity. Not that we have anything worth eating in the river, but I bet he came here just to enjoy a beer or two while fishing. Now It took me a few minutes to notice it was him, though. When I reached him, his corpse was being pecked at by numerous turkey vultures, and it smelled like shit. I had to cover my mouth, not the gag. After shooing away the birds, I recognized the yellow vest he was wearing. Then, well, I couldn't. You see, there was nothing left of his face for me to identify. It looked like his face had been clawed off. But I didn't know of any beasts with claws big enough to make a man's whole face disappear. So we never had any bears in Blackroot Forest and I doubt even a coyote or even a wolf had claws that could put poor Dick in that state, but I knew it was him from that vest and the large purple birthmark that spanned from the back of his left ear to the middle of his back. His face was a mangled mess of flesh, bones, and cartilage. Dick's nose was all but gone, and the rest of his face was in tatters. I could see the inside of his mouth from the side of his face. His cheek looked like a steak knife had slashed it. I could even see his tongue through the hole in his cheek. I don't know how I managed not to vomit. This was easily the most disgusting thing i had seen in my entire career. And back then, I'd been at it for over a decade. And that's just his face. I couldn't tell you about the rest of his body, but I suppose I could let you think about it. Just imagine if something with claws three inches thick and six inches long and sharp as a steak knife were to cut into a body. The results were quite easy. It's steak knife one, body zero. I saw his innards lying two feet away from him and a trail of blood showing that he tried to crawl away from whatever was attacking him. I imagine he gave one last look to whatever killed him, which explains why he was still on his back. Now that said, maybe he wasn't crawling, perhaps he was dragged, but whatever it was left deep imprints in the sand, and its clawed paws were walking right back into the forest. Now, I used my radio to call the station, gave them the location of poor Dick, and decided to get into the woods. Dick's body wasn't warm, but if that thing was in the forest, maybe it was lurking nearby. I had a gun. Dick only had his bare fists and fishing rod. He stood no chance, but that beast can't rival the power of my bullets. I've got the best aim in town. This responsibility was mine. I was going to put down this beast, not only for Dick, but also for everyone in town. I got my gun out of the holster and walked into the forest, making sure I could still hear the river's sound. It wasn't the time to get lost in the trees, especially with a murderous fiend stalking Blackroot Forest. Now, I honestly thought it was a bear. Probably because I've never seen a bear in my life. And it was the only animal that came to mind with claws that big. I don't even know how big bear claws are, but well, I bet they're bigger than the usual bobcat or coyote we have here. It had to be a bear. And if it was a bear, it's probably living in a hole somewhere. Now, just as I thought that, I saw the edge of a cave Now I knew that cave Because every single fucking year We had to tell kids not to go around there You see a section of that cave Fell out a few years back Killed a young man Hell it was even a spot for the local delinquents But we didn't really enforce any rules Other than warning them Kids will be kids you know And the tragedy that happened there Kept most of the good kids away anyway closer I got the thicker the smell became and I could tell that poor old dick wasn't the only one who fell victim to the bear and I was ready to find that poor 14 year old girl who fled from home right then and there we got a small town so every time someone disappears everyone knows it it doesn't have to make the news people talk and that's more than enough that girl was known for smoking weed with her sleazy 19-year-old boyfriend. She had been gone for a week already, and we all thought she just skipped town. But when I questioned him, he was high as a kite and told me that they broke up. She wanted to skip town, and that's all he knew. And I remembered how angry I felt and how much I wanted to kick his goddamn teeth in. If she was here, then it was good that I restrained myself back then. Now that said, I also didn't want her to be a dick number two. but well, I'd seen enough innards in a day to call it quits. I swallowed heavily as I approached that cave, and a yet impressive rumbling sound reached my ears. It was like snoring. Nah, scratch that. It was snoring. The bear was definitely in that cave, was sleeping its murder off I gritted my teeth as I tiptoed near the entrance listening intensely to the sound of the sleeping creature I raised my gun and pointed at the cave entrance it was dark and I couldn't see well but hell I could see its size this confirmed that it wasn't a coyote it also confirmed that it wasn't a bear the shape of this creature was nothing like I'd ever seen before. That's including the Discovery Channel. As the creature was still asleep, I fetched a small flashlight from my utility belt. It's right next to my pepper spray. I looked around the entrance first, careful not to point the light in the beast's direction. And that's where I found her, or rather, what was left of her. At first I saw an arm, it was discolored entirely, drained of blood, and half-eaten. I could see the bone in the elbow, but the rest had been torn off the same way a dog would bite around a T-bone. I moved the flashlight to the left of the entrance and found the remnants of her torso. Her chest was split open, and the flesh and muscles were rotting off the ribcage, her innards were lying a couple of feet away from her, a real feast for the flies. I decided I'd seen enough, I thought retreating would be wiser, and then I'd come back to help kill the creature and get what was left of her body back. As I tried to retreat, I turned around and cut my thigh in a huge, pointy rock. I instinctively snarled, and the snoring stopped. You know that feeling of dread when something terrible's about to happen? Well, hell, I felt it tenfold and got my guts twisted in a knot in a fraction of a second. I heard a small thump, followed by a low, guttural growl, and I froze on the spot. When I turned to look at that beast... All I saw coming was a large furry paw and one thick claw extended towards me. Well, that thing slapped me in the face and I was sent flying three feet away. I felt pain radiate in my cheek and on my forehead, but before I hit the ground, I passed out. Now, I could have died right then and there, but I didn't. I woke up, well... I don't know how many hours later. I could still see the sun when I went toward the cave, and it was pitch black when I woke up. I was dizzy, and the left side of my face was burning. I couldn't open my eye because it was swollen shut, and I heard it snore again and decided it was time to go. I made my way back to the river as silently as I could while holding a piece of my cheek that kept threatening to fall off my face I saw a dicks crime scene, then went back to my car. I drove to the hospital on sheer adrenaline in the next town, since we don't have one of our own. I needed skin grafts and they took it from my butt, but let me tell you, I got lucky. I was in the hospital for three days, only because it was only a tiny graft. I was told I'd stay bandaged for that for three to four weeks but I knew we didn't have that kind of time. I had to get back to the cave and do something. Now I didn't know how to breach the subject with the rest of the station, mostly because I wasn't 100% sure of what I'd seen in that cave. The brief instant I locked eyes with the beast, I was sent flying back in less time than it takes to say, Ah, all I remember still makes no sense to me. Eight bulbous black eyes like that of a spider. Fur the likes of a grizzly bear, if I could trust what Discovery Channel showed me. And a maw with a thousand thin, razor-sharp teeth, ready to tear into flesh. Muscles and bones alike. Now it was a face no mother could love, let me tell you that. And there was nothing human or earthly about it. You would have told me I would have found E.T.'s ugly cousin's cave and I would have believed you because that thing was nothing short of otherworldly and terrifying. Nightmares can't come up with something that horrifying. And I only saw it for a flash but I kept doubting myself. My resolve to get rid of it couldn't be stronger because of that. That's when I talked to Will and Jeffrey. Will's one of my old high school buddies who inherited his parents' farm. And Jeffrey's one of our deputies. I know and trust these guys as I trust myself. So once I was out of the hospital, I called them and met them at the local pub. Jeffrey doubted me. I mean, of course he would, but Will, he believed me all the way. said he lost a cow recently and only found part of its head and limbs far back in the fields, not so far from the edge of blackroot forest. He told me he assumed a bunch of coyotes did it, didn't report it. But for a cow that size, it would need more than just a couple of starved coyotes. Even if he doubted me, Jeffrey still plotted with Will and me to eliminate whatever was hiding in that cave. I used my authority in town to have this section of the forest blocked, saying it was for Dick's death and the investigation. But it wasn't. I was going to blow up this joint with my buddies and hope that whatever's in that cave just dies and rots in there. Will had sticks of 40% dynamite left over for when he had to blow boulders off of his field. Something his parents refused to do, but Will wanted to. These are specifically made for rock blasting, so they were perfect to seal the cave entrance. Once we were ready, we went to the cave. We walked as silently as we could, and I stopped us when the cave was in range, waiting to confirm the beast was sleeping. Once I heard it was snoring, we moved and placed our dynamite sticks on one side of the cave entrance, We didn't have many shots we could take, and lighting it was too risky. I didn't want the creature to wake up and get to see us, or see the dynamite. I didn't know what we were dealing with, so we weren't taking any chances. We placed all the dynamite we had on the one side it slept on, then retreated behind the trees. I got my rifle and aimed for the dynamite. I aimed... And I shot. That was a lot of dynamite and a massive explosion. And we weren't far enough. If it weren't for the trees and the blast shoving us to the ground. We would have had more than a few minor burns. My ears were ringing when I stood up. And my vision was blurry. But even through the smoke and flames. I could tell the cave collapsed. Now, I haven't told that story in forever. Today, Jeffrey and Will aren't here anymore to confirm it. So, believe it or not, no skin off my back. But you see the scar here? That's my one proof that I met the creature that stalked Blackwood Forest. And I survived.